The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Match, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Steve Dennis. All right, here we are for Media Mash. Man, we moved it to Tuesday. So glad you saw the alert and you joined us. If not, phone all your friends. Media Mash on Tuesday right now for the next hour. Okay, a lot of words flying around this week. Family. Family's a big word flying around. Turkey. Turkey. Football. Pie. Uh, I've got a word I'd like to enter that is a part of this week. It is gulp. G-U-L-P. Definition number one. To swallow heartily or greedily. We're all going to do that, right? We're going to gulp down a Thanksgiving feast this week. That's a good gulp. Second definition of gulp. Uh, go. Uh, you keep back as if swallowing. Gulp down a sob or fear as in gulp. My name is Steve Dennis. Mashoda's here. Nick's here. Slater's here. Have we started the podcast? The, we have we started. Are, okay. I so, said the same thing back here. While we gulp down our meal, the Cowboys now have us all, all you fans, thinking, gulp! Uh, that's where we're starting. How bad are you thinking, gulp! I'm going to show He it. said it was going to take him a while oh, to get where he was going. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. I, oh. I, I'm... I, I know it's easy after these losses to be very critical of everything and act like the sky's falling, but one, I, I guess, and I hate to sound like Jerry Jones here, but like Demarcus Lawrence is coming back, Randy Gregory is coming back, and then the way the defense played, you just sit there and you think like putting them on top of what they already showed. Like I can't sit here and go, oh yeah, they're just not ready for the bright lights. Look at the way they played in Kansas City. It's like okay, if you told me that they were going to play them again, and then they had Tyron Smith and Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. And, and Randy Gregor and Demarcus Lawrence. like, And then the other thing, and this is probably even the bigger thing about all of this, is like, look around the rest of the league. Stop watching that game for five minutes and look around the rest of the league, and not just for one week or two or three, the entire season. One of the most interesting quotes to me after the game was from Andy Reid, and, and really Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. The quotes that they had, although they were talking about the Chiefs, they applied to the Cowboys, like, you know, because everybody up there, or yes, up there, um, they act like, oh, are we finally getting our swagger back? Like, are we finally getting back? Like, you have Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. You're going to be in the mix. You guys just relax. You know, and I feel the same way about Cowboys fans. Just relax. Like, they're going to be fine. Like, I, I, yeah, Dak didn't play well. There's a lot of things that about that game that you know aren't great. But I just, I just don't, I don't get all of the panic all of a sudden. Like, I don't know. You've been covering the team longer than I have, and so I know you've seen a lot of ups and downs. Yeah. But. I, I just still think this is the best team they've had in over a decade. Like, just let this thing play out. It's going to be fine. I, I, I agree with you. Let let this thing play out. And I think it's going to be fine. But you've got to figure out what, what's fine. Because before, it was fine was like, oh, I mean, we're going we're gonna, to you know, win the division. And then it was like, forget that. Forget the division. You've got to go win the, get one of the first, you know, get the bye. Now I think it's definitely back to the the division again. I really? mean, I, just, I I do. I mean, okay. Be, look at what's happening. I mean, just look at the Eagles' schedule. Somebody pointed that to me today. I mean, pointed that out. Like, I mean, they're they're in good shape too. I mean, I I, I think it's instead of looking back, it's look you know look don't look forward, don't look back. Just kind of stay right here in the moment. But I I changed my thought a little bit about it. I mean, I 
Dak is he needs help. I mean, he needs he always he's always needed help. But it was evident in this game. He's not that Aaron Rodgers type that's just dragging the team with him. He needs his help. He needs his guys. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but that that was evident for me. Yeah, I think I'm falling a little bit more in line with where John is at on this. Um a lot of people it's they felt like the sky was falling after that. I think if you would have looked at your calendars, Cowboys going to Arrowhead and playing the Chiefs, this was one I think a lot of people expected the Cowboys could lose. Mm-hmm. I think the reason why there was optimism about a win was because of the way the Chiefs had been playing. But I'm looking around the league and I'm looking at even if you look at the Tampa Bay Bucks last night, the way they were playing against the Giants early. Now mm-hmm. that's kind of their MO. They start slow. But I look at the Rams, I look at the Packers, uh, I mean, the Cardinals are probably the only ones that have really stood out for me the way that they're finding ways to win in the absence of key players. I mean, they're getting by with with Colt McCoy right now. Mm-hmm. But I think it was easy for us to overlook some of these key injuries to this team. I mean, when you're missing your starting left tackle, your two defensive ends, one of your best wide receivers, your second best wide receiver ahead of the, this, the first half. And then you've got Ezekiel Elliott, who's been playing through pain in the knee. The fact that they got out of that game with, the only, with it only being 10 points uh, difference, not a moral victory. But I'm not willing to say that this team is trash and they're not going to make a run now. I think just even though the Raiders have lost the last three games, I wouldn't be surprised because I just got off the phone with Max Crosby. Listening to him talk about his love of Rod Marinelli was very similar to the way these guys talk about Dan Quinn and winning one for Rod or winning one for Rich Bisaccia. So I think you're going to get your best shot Mm -hmm. from the Raiders. And then if you can't go and beat the Saints on the road with the way that their injuries have been going this year, then I think I'll give them a little bit more over to your side of the fence. Well, you don't know my side of the fence yet. I haven't spoken up yet. You're assuming. You're assuming, young lady. Um, uh, This is kind of a – we're starting with a broad picture, uh, and we can go to pieces of the game if you want, but we're going to keep it fairly broad. Uh, You just brought up the Raiders, and we'll spend some time on that in the next segment. But it is interesting to me because you mentioned the division. You lose to the Raiders, gulp. And they beat the Giants. You got a game and a half lead in the division. It's a brand new ball game. Mm-hmm. You're seven and four. The Eagles are six and six and coming. Mm-hmm. And and then you've got three road games in a row. Mm-hmm. So that is part of the gulp. Uh, that the position they find themselves in all of a sudden, the importance now of the Thanksgiving game against the Raiders, who have lost three straight. We'll get into all that. Um, But there's some other narratives. We'll get big picture. You guys did a nice job of setting the stage for the big picture. Uh, Let's go to the game real quick, and then we can get back broad again and and, you know maybe visit more on what it means before we get into what the Thursday game means, which will be next segment. some narratives flying around. Everybody is pointing a finger at, oh, McCarthy's an idiot, Kellen Moore's an idiot, run the football more. Uh, they should have run the football more. I want to I just mention something about that. Because if you go back and study the game and, and look at the plays, Zeke limped off the field after three carries. They were down nine to nothing mm-hmm. that quickly. And Zeke limps off the field after three carries. And he's standing over there next to Britt Brown and ignoring him. I don't know what you guys saw in the stadium, but on TV, Britt wanted to check 
because the replay, that body completely squashed Zeke's ankle. And Zeke didn't want to have any part of it. He stood there and waved Brett off, and he's, he's just hanging around on the sideline, and then he sneaks back into the game. But Zeke was not 20% of himself mm-hmm. after he left the game. So if you're going to establish the run, it was not going to be Zeke. And when you lose Zeke, after three carries, is an offensive coordinator going to go, we've got to really hammer the football in terms of Pollard and the line? So I don't like that narrative that's coming out, that, oh, they're idiots for not establishing the run. I Thoughts? think it's hard to establish the run given the struggles of the offensive line this year. I don't know how you guys feel about that, but maybe we should second-guess the the two moves you made on the left side. Uh, and I'll be interested to see if, if – Tyron doesn't play because I think all of us we talked on the show, we were all pretty confident Tyron was playing in that I thought game. Thought he was, yeah. And so, again, it goes back to him saying you, you can't replace one, you replace the others. It's fantasy football. They played a lot of fantasy football with that offensive line last week. And if you watched the game, Terrence Steele was really struggling over there on the left side. And now you've got Connor McGovern playing at left guard. I think it's hard to get the run going, especially when you've got Zeke who can't help you out with the offensive line, even if you want to get – I mean, that that affects you even in your passing game. Um, and so I thought it was fascinating. Too. I don't know if you heard Jerry Jones talking about it on 105 Through the Fan. They went into that game wanting to – like 60% of the game, they wanted to run the ball. <laughs> they didn't get anywhere close to that. Cool. But I think, again, that was because the offensive line was struggling that whole game. Baby, they, I went and did the math. I don't have it in front of me. I think they ran the ball 11 times on first down. If you run it well on first down, you can run it well keep on running. second down and keep yeah. running. Of those 11 runs, uh, the average was 2.4 yards per carry. And there was three of those that were negative negative plays. So, was so, that Pollard one on first down? Uh, it's like the only carry that really he had like, like 30, 30 yards. yards. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was not a first down okay, run. Okay. It was not. Um, but but I'm just saying, like you know, you, you you could say, well, we wanted to run. Well, Zeke gets one yard, so it's second and nine. If he got eight yards at second and two, you right. might run it again, right. and then you are establishing the run. So it, it, it's not like they went away from it. Uh, it's kind of what Jane said. Well, what was fascinating is again going back to the NFL research department. They help me out so much every week. I went and asked about this. The Cowboys averaged 172.8 rushing yards in their first five games. That was second most in the NFL. Uh, in their last four since week six, they've averaged 94.8 rushing yards per game. And again, I think it all goes back to the offensive line. Yeah. Think about it with Lyle Collins, uh, with Tyron Smith. Anytime I look at Dak struggles. It has to do with Tyron Smith. There you go. So I just Four think games. at some point they've got to really start addressing that left tackle position. But when I see the run game struggle or Dak struggle, I always feel like it goes back to Tyron Smith. Nick made that point very strongly last week about the offensive line. We were wondering how real is the concern there. You were there. And and you said you were heavy on that. In terms of this team being as good as we think it can be, yeah. this offensive line can't perform like that for this team to go anywhere. So that is a tyrant issue, yeah. mainly. But uh, when he's not there, they're just not going to go very well. Well, and think how efficient they were at running the ball back in 2016. That was when we saw the best offensive line. Travis Frederick, you had... Lyle Collins, you had Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith wasn't really – we didn't see him start dealing with injuries until, what, three years ago, two years ago? No, it's, I mean, he hasn't played a full season in at least five years. But that 2016 year – With Leary. He was durable. Sure. Um, 
But I felt that's when they were the most effective at running yeah. the ball, and people forget about that. So when they, they point at Zeke and the breakdown of Zeke, I'm always like, talk about the offensive line and the breakdown of the offensive line if you want to explain why the, right. the, they've moved away from the run game at times. Yeah, when I'm telling everybody to relax off that loss, I'm not saying it because if that was the team that they have going for the rest of the season, yeah, no, don't relax. It's time to panic. I'm saying it because Tyron's coming back. Yeah. I'm saying it because Randy Gregory and Demarcus Lawrence are coming back. I'm, you know, that's why I'm, you know, Amari Cooper is going to be back. Like, if you're just, if that was, that's the finished product, what we saw against the Chiefs, oh yeah, you should definitely be that's worried. That's a great point. But the, what they have coming, I, I just think that I was stunned that the that the defense was able to play that well against the Chiefs. See, that's where I want to go, and that's the positive I take from it. We had our discussion, uh, if, if the Chiefs are going to win a Super Bowl, is it going to be more offense or defense? If the Cowboys... The, the defense, and this is why I, we're going to get into all this. This is why I'm particularly mad at Dak. I know fans are a little more mad than I am. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, David Moore attacked him. Clarence Hill <laughs> attacked him. There's an attack on Dak, and, and there should be coming out of this game. But uh, an attack? What did they say? We, did we, I miss this? Oh yeah, their columns were heavy, heavy uh, throwing it at Dak. But uh, and, and I, I sent him both the text. I think it's the proper column to write. I mean, but um, but with that being aside, the defense thing. Both these teams showed what they can do to a good offense defensively. That's a major positive to me. I mean, Micah was off the planet, and the Cowboys' defense was really good in this game. You had the number one offense and the number three offense, and it was a defensive battle. That shouldn't be ignored going forward, in my opinion, for both teams. But what, what's upsetting is when they were down 16-3, to three, uh, the defense then went, Force Kansas City to punt, punt, fumble recovery, interception, punt on the next five possessions. And guess what they got out of it? A field goal. Mm -hmm. See, this offense, uh, I mean, if, if you're going to be in a tough game on the road against Kansas City and your defense is doing that for you and it's a tight game and all you get in five possession turn, turnovers – is a field goal? Uh, yeah, you got to blame Dak, but in the offense. But uh, I do find it to be a positive for both these teams' defense. Is anybody with me on that? Did you come out of the game with that thought at all? Yeah, I thought. That, you know, I've always said if the defense just played middle of the pack, how good could this team be? But again, we just went through all of the pieces you're missing on offense. Dak overthrew a couple of balls, but let's talk about all the weapons he was missing. All right, but that's excuses. I mean, Arizona doesn't have Murray, and they've won two of the last three games. That, Do those they are have excuses. as many injuries to the offensive line or their wide receiver that's group fine. or their that's running fine. back? Uh, next man up, blah, blah, that's blah. a lot of next men up. Uh, well, and, but, but when you're in the he game my point is he and you're in Superman. a fight, you, you don't blame the injuries. I don't think well, that's just all, a creed. All I did was, I mean, I, I didn't attack Dak. I just and I was asked the question earlier in the week about is he a legitimate MVP candidate and I said no I don't think so because I don't think he will carry the team I think they'll have some bumps and bruises I don't think he's the type of guy that just carries the team that's all I said let's just cool that talk because that he that's not what he is that's not what this team has been built this team has been built to have a lot of weapons and a lot of them are out or hurt right now. So I don't think it's excuses. They're just facts. But when, but I mean, let me ask the, you this real quick. But look at their record so far and what he's done in the absence of... I, I, you could argue he has carried them at times I, on his back I, this I agreed and coming with both off of pretty severe and injury. Both of y'all are coming at me. I, yeah. I agreed with both of y'all. No, no, no. That's fine. I'm just, gonna, I'm just thinking from a bigger like 
league perspective. If that's the case, though, MVP doesn't always go to that player because, to be honest with you, other than Rodgers and when the Ravens are rolling, maybe Lamar Jackson, like who really does? Because even Tom... Yeah. Tom's got a lot of help from that defense. They don't win the Super Bowl without the defense. And then he's got all his buddies in there and think with Gronk many... and Antonio Brown playing, like, turn back the clock. Mike Evans is still at the top of his game. There's a lot going right. on there. So outside of, like, Rodgers and maybe, you know, Lamar Jackson, maybe there's, like, one other person I'm missing. Brady. There's definitely times, well, look at all the there's definitely times when, when Patrick Mahomes has, has been on that level and stuff like that. I just don't know how many of those guys are really out there. But it's a good point that you're making because I, I obviously, I'm on Twitter a lot. I know there's a lot of people that feel that obviously that Dak can do that, that he can just carry the team and stuff like that. And and obviously he giving a chance, it. he didn't do he it against did it the Chiefs. Then. He did I, it then. I think yeah, right. if he plays well, he can. He didn't play well. No, he can. He can. <laughs> I'm just saying he didn't do it in that game because, to your point, the defense gave him the opportunities that if it's just like if you could just get one big play here and you can just get on the scoreboard, who knows where that could have went. But that play just was never. Th- but this would, offense, regardless of who's, if he's out there, no team in the NFL should hold this team without one touchdown. Just shouldn't happen. Right. They, I they, agree with that. But, yeah, and, but and, I would argue it's two games that we've really seen him lay an egg. Two of the last three. Yeah. I don't really count the Broncos <laughs> game just because I know he wasn't 100% All for right. that one. Here but. is the, I don't know if you two look at it the same as you and I look at it. And and Nick Nick wrote a column that was exactly how I came out of the game thinking. We've done that many times. Thank you. Where I read your columns when I was doing the post-game show, mm-hmm. and I go, Nick and I think alike. How's that make you feel, Nick? But, well, I don't know. I'm uh, scared about that. Debatable. Uh, he used to like it. He might not <laughs> no, anymore. It's, it's but... But, uh, I mean, all right, let's go big picture. What does it mean? And when I say that, I think that you guys may think a little differently than we do. This is how you lose playoff games. I don't want to hear about who's in the game and who's not. It's all about this team getting to the playoffs and beating people. And we've seen two of the last three games how they can completely become non-competitive. That's how your season ends. But the way I'm looking at it is if we do on a piece of paper the top 10 players of what I think their team is going to be in the playoffs, four of those guys were not on the field against Kansas City. Right. I I just don't have blinders on to think that this is it. There's a lot coming that will change what they are in the playoffs. has that not been true all season? Has it not been true all season? Well, they're not back yet. No, but they've had several missing at every single stage of the season. And if they continue to to have that, they're not going to the Super Bowl. Correct. I'm saying that because those pieces are still there, with those pieces, they can go to the Super Bowl. Without them, they can't. But the NFL, every team is dealing with that. It's weird. Not to their level. Yeah, it's a lot. Here's here's the issue that I I have with, with, and it happened last year, too. They were getting multiple injuries at the same position. So when you have both of your defensive ends out, and then you have both of your wide receivers out, I mean that that it's one thing to just have one guy here and there, and, and you pick it up. But you're I messing mean, with two offensive linemen right. or three if you really think about it. Right. I mean that that's just a train wreck there. I mean they're in the center. I mean, I mean, in the center of the line, and then without. I mean, I don't think they make the move with McGovern if they think Tyron's not going to play. I really don't That's think that they, they would have done. You're that. Probably right. So yeah. I, I just think it's one thing to yes, everyone's having seven or eight key players, but we're talking about seven or eight key players at three, uh, like four positions, and that that's really hurting your depth. Yeah. Cedric Wilson's a nice player. He doesn't need to be the number two receiver. Well, him, him, and Gallup. Everybody loves both of them, but they they can't drop the ball. And in two games, all of a sudden that they that they roll over in offensively, their receivers are dropping balls. I mean, you know, the ones that Dak did put on the money drop. 
I had a problem. Drop, I had a problem with what Cedric Wilson said after the game when about the the little pop pass that I've never seen anyone drop other than him, and he said, "Well, I thought it was supposed to be a handoff." See, that was the biggest thing. I mean, it's not just dropping the ball for you know two inches away. It's it's not being on the same page of like this is a handoff or this is a pass. Right. Of course, Dak's like, give me the passing yard. All right, let's <laughs> let's take a break here, and I, I want to throw this comment out because I can't wait to hear Slater's reaction to it because we've been in this discussion for about four shows now. Uh, I, I my biggest takeaway from the game. No matter how good this team is, no matter how good they're going to be, I think what we've learned in this little stretch is you can't trust it. You can't trust them. I can't wait to talk and, about and, that. And what's <laughs> even worse than that is you can't trust Dak. Oh, my God. All right, that's next on Media Mesh. Hi, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizol for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Media Mash. Name of the show is Media Mash. So glad you're with us. John Mashoda from The Athletic uh, is uh, the youngest of the gentlemen in here. Not, not by much, but uh, no, in, in your case. Uh, Nick Eatman of All Cowboys Production and Management. Uh, you know him well from the break and many other things. He's here. Slater Jane. Jane Slater from the NFL Network uh, is here. One of my all-time favorites in my 30, 41-year career. Uh, glad you're with us, well, Slater. Well, let's just have that conversation let's and do see it. if that changes. Yeah, let, no, it won't yeah. change. It won't change. <laughs> Uh, Slater and I had some experience on the Cowboys pregame show on on TXA 21 and CBS 11 yeah. going at each other a little bit. So you're not going to change the way we go at each Good. other. Um, but, but, but I really do believe this, and we've been in this discussion, and, and you think I'm Mr. Negative all the time, which I don't like the word negative. I am cynical, 
And I do believe it is our job as media, journalism, to uh, hold people accountable in a truthful way, whether it be the president of the United States or the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And I get it. It's quite a reach (laughs) to to compare that to that. But those of us in sports, when we get to the end of our career, uh, we have to admit that we just did it in sports instead of news that really matters, but it's the same principle. And and my takeaway from this game is uh, you can't trust them. Uh, they're good. They're a good football team. We all know that. And, and where are they headed? We don't know that. Uh, where do we think we're headed? Eh, you can. It depends on who you are. But after the Denver game and then the Atlanta game and then this game, it's apparent to me that no matter what you're thinking, positive, negative, cynical, whatever, you can't trust them. You don't know what they're going to do in big moments until you see it. And I think what's even worse is you can't trust Dak. And this thing is all about Dak. Uh, I think we all agree to that. Uh, Dak is their leader. And if Dak is going to play that bad at home against Denver and this bad on the road at Arrowhead, you can't trust him either. Here's Jane Slater. I just think it's such a bold, dramatic statement to say after two losses that you can't trust this quarterback. And I will go back to the same argument I had after we talked about this in the Broncos game. Look at the way he played on the road against the Tampa Bay Bucks, the defending Super Bowl champions. Look at the way they played against the Chargers. Look at the way they played up in New England against that defense and Bill Belichick on the road. So you're and I've conceded that you're going to have to give me a bigger sample size before I come to your side on this. I don't not trust him, especially after the Broncos game, seeing them come out and completely dominate against the Falcons. Now, you can say what you want about the Falcons, but I trust Dak's mental resilience. I trust his preparation. I trust his moxie. And I trust that he's going to turn this one around again the same way we saw him turn it around after the Broncos game. Um, my point is, uh, you know, I, I don't know why we have to trust him. You know, like, like I kind of agree with you again. So, oh my gosh, but, but, <laughs> you but be careful. But not in week. a cynical way, though. It's not my job to trust him. I agree with what Jane said, though. I mean, I, he, he's a, he's a bounce back guy. He's a leader. Like, he will play well, but, but this team hasn't proven that they're going to just go in and, you know, worse than just losing games. On some of the really big moments in the last couple years, they they're stuck on this nine. They don't even get touchdowns. That did it against the Eagles with a chance to win the division a couple years ago. Did it in New England. You know they 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 don't always score. So, you know I I don't know if I trust them completely that they're going to go win a big game. But I have confidence that that he's the guy to do it. I mean, if they do it, they're going to go down swinging with Dak. He he's he's the man. But I don't necessarily trust it now because. But I, I, it's not my job to trust it. Let me ask you guys a question. Could this team use an extra piece or two? This is not exactly a team that we've seen go out and make a trade and add mm-hmm. to the roster they the never way that do. some of these other teams do that feel like it's their year oh. and making a push. Mm-hmm. So how are they going to do are it, Are the Jane? Cowboys missing anything that you guys think that they should yeah. add? How are and they what g- would it be? Jane, how are they going to add them? Can't do it now. Can't do you it. Can't do it now. But, but, but that's my point. Well, but I mean, I, I've only, I've, I mean, I've gotten horse saying that I think they need a better center. Yeah, I mean, and they let since, the trade deadline just yeah. go bye bye. They do it every I'm, year. I'm finding a center that's in his last year or two in his contract on a team that's Call not Joe that Looney competitive back. and saying, 
I mean, I see him in the building all the time. I, I mean, I don't know. What, but, I mean, I, I just – I think I think they missed the boat on that one. I thought that they should have gotten, you know, better offensive lineman up front. And if they're ready to move Lyle Collins to, to left guard, I mean, I, I'm, I would do that. All right, Michelle, back to the trust. Where are you? I'm probably closer on this with Jane. I mean, when you mentioned the president thing, in comparison to the Cowboys quarterback, I mean – It's dramatic. Dak's not that far away from Roger in the sense of – 20 years from now, I mean, just the deck that I've seen behind the scenes, I probably would vote for him for president. But anyway. I think um, I would, too. Yeah. So anyway, but no, that's that's not what we're talking about here. So anyway, um, no, I'm a little bit closer with, with Jane on this because I think that do, – I don't think that he's Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think he's Tom Brady. Um, Yet. But there's just, like, not many guys that I think would be yeah. doing that much better of a job than he's doing. Like, you have one of the elite quarterbacks and – yeah, he's had some bad games. I also think, with that being said, like, watch the guy that you see Thursday. Just watch that. I will be stunned if he doesn't ball out. Like, right. he's going to be very, very good in that game. Well, let's talk about Thursday. And what guy let's do you about. really trust in the league right now? Name that's, me three quarterbacks that you 100% trust you after mean, two losses. Their in a fan season. bases? Their fan kind of bases? Point. I, I agree with that. Okay. After two losses in a season and Brady, the schedule that Brady they have, and Rodgers. Slam dunks. Their their fan bases totally trust them when it matters. Those two for sure. Now you're Tampa fan base. Now you're in a discussion. Uh, Buffalo with Josh Allen. Uh, he's probably where Dak is. Yeah, there's no way they trust him more than Dak uh, right now. Murray, Murray's new in the game. Uh, he play anymore? I mean, it doesn't matter. Colt McCoy's winning without okay. him. But look how long Brady and Rodgers have been in the game. I mean, we're only talking okay. six years into Dax. I, but no, that's I, I enough. Like it's so six years is enough. To say Mahomes. We can't Mahomes. Trust him. Well, yeah. well, do you trust him this year? Chiefs yes. fans do absolutely. Yeah. No, I trust Mahomes. Their, their fan base trusts Mahomes. It, it and when I say you can't trust him, it's not about. I, I'm speaking like from a, fans can't trust him. Who cares what I trust or not trust? I care. To me, it's a fan thing. Can you fans? Trust him. Can you trust this team when you are so balled up nervous when they're playing that first playoff game? And you're thinking, oh, how good are we? How good are we? Please, we've been waiting for 25 years. Can you trust them? And that's the discussion to me. And to go to Arrowhead in a game where Mahomes played almost as poorly as Dak did uh, and the defense held Kelsey held Tyreek, although it looked like he was going to have 30 catches at one point, uh, and and then the offense does nothing because again, to help you win the football game. Mahomes had Tyreek the Freak and Travis Kelsey. Now, to your credit, we had this discussion who had more weapons, and heading into that game, I said the Cowboys did. But the Cowboys simply didn't have the same sort of weapons Mahomes had in that well, game. Well, because one of theirs Kelsey was unvaccinated. And, and Tyreek. <laughs> But look what this defense was able to do to mitigate the damage of those two guys. But Cowboys didn't have the type of weapons that they had that day. All right, let's talk about what it means for Thursday. There's our best discussion on what it means in general. What does it mean for the game day after tomorrow? Thanksgiving, Raiders, uh, they've lost three straight. They're they're not a world beater except, except they got the best pass rush in the NFL. And we just saw Chris Jones feast mm-hmm. on Dak. Uh, the Raiders are the number one pass rush team in the league. Crosby's a monster. Ngakwe's a monster. They've got guys that are coming. And, uh, and you made the point about the defensive coordinator. 
Um, so where do we think whatever happened, however you want to categorize it in Arrowhead, where do you think we are right now in terms of how that performance means anything for Thursday on Thanksgiving? Oh, the biggest thing was that email that we got about an hour and a half ago that said that Tyron Smith was a full participant in practice. That's the biggest difference. It's a trickle down. Like, the offensive line is a trickle down. Like, when you take away your top piece, well, I'd say second. I'd still probably put Zach ahead of him. Uh, but Tyron's right there. You he take, manhandles Yeah, when you take him out, side. everybody else's job changes. There's more on your plate. And so when you get Tyron back, everybody else's job gets just a little bit easier on that. And, and, and again, that's, a, that's an outstanding defensive front. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be easy or anything, but you tell me that Tyron Smith is playing in that game, it's going to look better than it did in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And I do think that if you want to talk about quarterbacks I don't trust, Carr. I don't trust Carr. No, I don't trust their offense. Most, most you're not. There's like, like, like we came up. There's like three names of guys. Like when Steve did the whole like people saying they're all nervous watching the playoffs. Like, yeah, it's the NFL. Like other than like whose fans aren't like the Broncos fans. Like. I don't know, being at Arrowhead, talking to some people there, it's not like the Chiefs fans think that they're just going to run right back to the Super Bowl. I think, personally, they're going back to the Super Bowl. But, like, how many fan bases really aren't sitting there the first week of the playoffs going, I don't know what we got, I don't know what we got. And especially this season when no one's going in, like, 16-1 and one or 15-2. and two, Like, everybody's right. going to be nervous When you in. guys were busy in Arrowhead and the game just ended and you're doing your work and you're writing and doing what you're doing, I read a tweet from a Cowboys fan. I laughed for 15 minutes. And the, and the tweet said, why can't we just be good for a change? But you are good. I Look hate at record. being oh a fan God. of this team. Look at the teams they've played this year <laughs> on the road. I'm from Some, Detroit. I mean, their, their schedule. No, but they're just saying, why can't we really just be good without this kind the of schedule I'm has from been, Detroit. The schedule has been <laughs> brutal this year, too. And, I, and so I did not expect the Cowboys to play as well as they have this year with Dak coming off the injury that he had. Uh, with the schedule the way that it came out, the way that they've played has actually surprised me, and that's why I've been more confident in this team than I started off this season. Well, go ahead, Nick. Well, I, you know, I, it just goes back to, like, you're talking about fans and trust, and, like, you know, I'm a fan of, of you know, a college team. I mean, I, I never trust that the team's going to do it. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just cynical that I'm way. The I, same I, way. I, I, that's just the way I am. But McCarthy trusts them. McCarthy trusts that the Cowboys are going to win the toss, go get the ball again, and go score and set the tone. They went three and out, and and you know, and, and Dak missed Michael Gallup on a play that probably could have changed a lot of things. And then the Chiefs drove it. Yeah, they got up, so and then Dak fumbled it. It backfired. <laughs> so all this trust stuff. Who cares if 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 you know Joe Walker in, in Wyoming, who's a big Cowboy fan. It says, I don't trust them. It doesn't matter. But the McCarthy does. Jerry and Steven do. The Cowboys trust these guys to go do it. And maybe that's all that the players really need. I don't trust the offensive line. I feel like they've trusted Terrence Steele on the left side too much the last two weeks. They yeah. trusted making well, the move in so the absence of... So, Nseki? No, to your point. Well, what I you heard no, to your feedback on that one. Right, but to your point earlier, when you said about they got to start looking for a tire really replacement, that's what they're probably trying to do right now. They're going to try and do everything they can in this time. That hey, maybe all of a sudden you look two years down the road and you're like, whoa, they developed like the heir apparent at left tackle. Who would have ever thought that would have happened? And and I'm just saying, going off of what McCarthy said, 
and going back to the way he built offensive lines in Green Bay. Like, he wasn't a guy that spent a lot of first-round picks on the offensive line, and he was able to find diamonds in the rough type guys that they helped develop and bring along. I'm not saying that that's going to be Terrence Steele, but if that could well, potentially be why they're putting him in there to develop him to I be that. I thought Terrence did a really nice job on the right side, so why broke? Why fix something if it isn't broke is my point. Well, because Lyle's better. But, how, but Liz Lyle— but given the fact that you've got a patchwork— Offensive line. It's not a, a matter of so then who's, who's better. I think you need then? to do who's just best for the well, group as a who, whole. Who would you put at left tackle? I I trust a veteran like Lyle Collins there. They didn't. I know they didn't. And it <laughs> I didn't mean, work. I, I don't. Yeah, that's that's another that's another thing. Going back to our earlier conversation about the run game, we we are all I would say as embedded as you can be, but we still don't know everything. And I can tell you this right now, they're not going to come out and tell us about trust issues they have on certain guys on the offensive line that, like, after the first five plays, they're not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, we knew after those first five that we were not going to be able to block them in the run game, so we ditched the run game. They'll never say that. But behind the scenes, there's times when that absolutely happens where they're just like, okay, I know that these whole plays on the side, we're not running those today. That's not going to happen. Those are disasters. Right. Tampa. But that's why I don't don't think they're done. And I think it was – this was – that whole left guard situation, remember I – uh, who was it? Was it you that was here or Rob Phillips? Earlier in the year, I said, I don't think they're done with this offensive line. And somebody said, well, what do you know? And I said, I just think they're going to make a change at some point at left guard. I was hearing whispers about the Connor stuff early in the season. So I think because it's a contract year for Connor, they're truly trying to figure out what yeah. they can get there. And to your point, maybe they think they're being smart. And maybe because it's still early in the season. Depth is not a bad thing for them in terms of rotating guys out, getting guys some rest, you know, in the course of a game. Maybe all of this uh, works in their favor. Oh, but for this year, though, I'll just be clear. If you don't have Tyron Smith, you're not going to the Super Bowl. I 1,000% agree with that. Well, uh, here come the Raiders. And, you know, the Ra- Carr uh, knows what it's like to be Dak Prescott against Kansas City about every game. I mean, he's always under pressure, and he he's having a nice little year. Uh, 65% completion percentage, 16 touchdowns, 9 interceptions, 3,000 yards, a 97 rating. Uh, he can be scary. And now their running game has been dealing with injuries. Jacobs has been in and out. Um, I, I really believe... Uh, again, I always just think big picture anymore. I, I, I know that you guys, because I used to be there, you go week to week and you evaluate week to week. Uh, I, I feel like I'm a little different than I used to be uh, because there were so many seasons and so many discussions. And Romo, I mean, my gosh, we, we that whole era, uh, Romo needs help. No, Dak doesn't need help. When, when, when your offensive line is struggling and Amari's not vaccinated, bye-bye, and C.D. hits his head, the quarterback who makes $160 million in the next four years needs to play better. That's just it. And I said this when Romo was the quarterback, and I'll say it again. He didn't play good enough in Denver, and he didn't play good enough about Kansas City. Now, Denver was a blowout. He had no chance in that But he game. did own it. Uh, but in the And that's just the fact. And Derek Carr needs to play better. That's why the Raiders have lost three straight, and they're in a playoff hunt. And you're talking about the schedule? Let's get to the schedule, because they've got six games left. Seven and seven and three. Seven games left, six after this one. Mm-hmm. And they play one team above five hundred. So the opportunity, but man, 
back to the gulp if they don't get this game Thursday and they're on the road for three straight and all of a sudden they're fighting for the division, we're having totally different conversations than we've had. Oh, if this NFC East picture... If if we start watching these other teams like the Eagles start closing the gap, then you're going to see Cowboy fans lose their absolute yeah. minds. Yeah. And that's Especially great, and that's great at, for podcasts like these. You it's know so why? Great. Because the potential of this team, and I'm with you, adversity is hit. Mm-hmm. And, and McCarthy knows it. Everybody knows it. Mac- uh, adversity uh, has hit a lot of teams in the league. Maybe the Cowboys a little harder. Can you win a Super Bowl without adversity, though? It, Does anybody just coast to it? I don't think it's ever happened. Well, I mean, look what the Eagles did a couple of years ago. Yeah, we had a team in our fantasy league last year that didn't have a single injury all year and won the championship. So uh, I guess does it's that change the way you think about yeah. it? It's fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess it's possible. I stand corrected. Uh, all right, let's get to who's in, who's out. Uh, these guys would know the latest on uh, CD, Zeke, etc., Tyron, uh, and then let's also look ahead a little bit uh, to the game Thursday and beyond. Next on Media Mash. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf, Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. The Cowboys Way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day. Where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys Way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back Back, back, to Media Mash. Steve Dennis, John Mashoda, Nick Eatman, Slater Jane from the NFL Network. It's Media Mash. Um, Micah Parsons just came up in the break. Um, the, The thing... As we get into our final segment here, going until about 4.32, I believe. Um, the thing that impressed me most about Micah Parsons, real quick before I forget this in that game, is Patrick Mahomes is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And one of the things that makes him that is he has a feel for the game, old school feel for the game. He knows, uh, he, he's just intuitive. He knows what's around him. And, and that one sack fumble, he knew Micah was behind him. 
He got out of there, and he knows how fast he is. And Micah got him. That surprised Mahomes because he knows he got out of trouble there and as fast as he is, so Mike is so good that it had to change the clock of Mahomes going forward. He ha- just boom, closed ha- on him. It happened the same exact way week two, Justin Herbert, on that sack where mm-hmm. they called it a sack where yeah. Justin Herbert kept dropping back. He's like, I got time to get rid yeah. of this. And then boom, he closed He's it so fast. It. I mean, teams will obviously adjust to it, but it is it is freaky. Like, people don't think, and that's going back to him in the combine. Well, they didn't do the—he ran his 40 at Penn State. And there was all this talk about, like, who was going to run a faster 40 between him and Justin Fields. And I'm pretty sure he beat him out. And you just don't see that from a guy that can play D-end and linebacker. And and Fields runs a 4-4. Right. But I think he watches film with the same intensity that Sean Lee did. And I think that that's something that was missing from the linebackers group without naming names. <laughs> no, geez, let me think. Who could it be? <laughs> but my, my point is, I no, think he, he had a brand. He, he had a really, brand to like, work on. What stands out to me about Micah, he talks a lot. He's got a lot of energy. You know, in some cases, when somebody comes along uh, in your profession, a, a new coworker, and they're that eager, that can be annoying. But because he's so freaking good. Uh, and he wants to be good, and he wants more on his plate. I think that's what what's kind of pulled me over to his side. I'm like, this kid's gonna be legitimately something special. Yeah, I mean, what what was the quote today? Probably one of the best. The rookie quotes. wall. I mean, that's one of the best quotes that that anybody has said all year, and and it's it's so true. I mean, I, I can't go word for word with it. Can can he, you? He said, I had asked him about what it meant to him to have someone like Patrick Mahomes call you a special player. And he had said, you know, everyone keeps telling me there's going to be a rookie wall. Yeah, I got it right here. People but he always said, I want to climb the wall. People always talk about the rookie wall, but I just keep climbing and climbing because I'm excited to see what's on the other side of that wall. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, see, that's what – this team is good. We all know that, and it's good. the future's good. And, and the reason is because you got – Dak Prescott's another one. And, and to, to why you love him, same reason we all love him, work ethic – it doesn't uh, does, sound like you love him, Steve. Oh, I do, but okay. I, you've got to criticize bad performances, right. man. You just can't let him happen but he if, will criticize if you're going to win a Super Bowl. But he would criticize his own performance. <laughs> right. But right, but but in general, uh, that, that talent has to show up when it matters. That's the discussion. Some would say Arrowhead mattered because it was a big stage. Oh, let's see what they got. Let's see. And, and I ask you and you on Thursday, can he win an MVP Sunday? And I don't think you guys said no. Um, he did the opposite. He took himself out of it, possibly. Uh, and no, he's still in it. And he nobody, can't have nobody's, that. nobody's pulling away. Packer, Packers losing? Hey, Packers losing to that Minnesota team? I'm pretty sure Cooper Rush beat them. I Is think, Aaron pulling away from that? I, I, no, I think Aaron Rodgers is the best point. quarterback in the league. But you lost to the Vikings in Minnesota? Really? I think Cole McCoy's making a hell of a uh, You're right. You're right. I forgot about him. Real, real quick here. I think a lot of people know, notice, Cowboys fans in particular, how the size of and everything that's going on, on on Mike McCarthy's play sheet. Like, I mean, there's a lot there. The only thing that rivals that is everything that Steve has going on over here. Like, <laughs> what is all of this stuff? 
Because he is like Dak and Micah Parsons. I mean, I mean he prepares no, for he, our look at this. Show. Let me tell you about Micah Parsons. Coded. Yeah. Well, real That's quick, his... you remember me in the press box. I was the same way. I've okay. always sprawled. Okay. Notes. You're prepared. And had a bunch of. Stuff. I, I could tell you though what uh, what some of the things are on the other side of that wall for Micah Parsons. One of them is uh, defensive rookie of the year. Like like he he's gonna get he's gonna get that trophy. I think he was getting annoyed that Trayvon Diggs was in the discussion and he wasn't. <laughs> remember, it was Trayvon that got the first honors that. Cup- yeah. NFC Player of the Week or right. Defensive Player of the Week, and Micah told Trayvon that he got it. I think that he likes Pro Bowl. I think is another thing oh, that's going to happen. I mean, inside backer. I mean, backers get. You know what's funny is that linebackers kind of weird with the Pro Bowl because some defensive ends and you know outside linebacker. If you if you're not in a three four, you have no shot because these outside linebackers are getting seven, eight, ten sacks. Well, Micah's an inside linebacker. I, th- I think on the Pro Bowl ballot as an inside backer. Sure. But he's got eight sacks, and so, I mean, that's... I'm thinking far, far ahead here, but let's just assume 10, 20, 20 years we're talking about him in Hall of Fame status. And again, putting him way too far. What do you put him in as? And when he goes up for contract negotiations, what are the comps well, for him? He's going to want a defensive end comps. He's sure. going to get the money. Let me ask you guys this. Which is a better man. question than your first. Where, but where do you guys think he should play? I think he needs to rush the passer. However, 100%. however that happens, <laughs> I, I, I think I think he needs to play linebacker, and then he play he wherever it is. You just don't know where it is. It doesn't matter. I don't care. It's Tom Brady, who's seen everything. Peyton Manning, maybe Peyton could figure it out. But but I I, I mean. If you just don't know where this guy's going to line up, yeah. I think I think he's it's still going to get there. advantage. He's, he's Dallas's Taysom Hill on defense. Well, we had the same. But again, going back Fair. to Taysom Hill. I mean, you got a nice contract with incentives, but, but think how much more money you make if you're just a quarterback. But I would argue, I, like I would agent. argue, Taysom Hill's not very good <laughs> at all the stuff he Sean does. Sean Payton disagrees. Well, Sean Payton could be wrong, and he may be dabbling with that dude a little too long here, but we'll see. Um, Demarcus Ware, we had these discussions about him. He's the new LT, and now they're saying it about Micah. Oh, he reminds me of a young LT. And Demarcus is going to the Hall of Fame. Uh, same thing. That kid needs to get to the quarterback, whether it was a 3-4 or the 4-3. Doesn't matter. Get to the quarterback. That's where his skill is, and it is a the rarest of skills in the league. So why wouldn't you use him doing that? Because Demarcus it- Lawrence can't play linebacker. I mean, and, and that's I mean, you 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 use your guys the best way. If I got Gregory here, and I've got D Law here, and then I've got Parsons and Van Der Esch in the middle for most of the time, that's a really really good defense. But on third and eight, who says D Law can't slide inside or Gregory inside? Parsons over here, not every third and eight, not every third and long, but just sometimes. Are we convinced Gregory's back next year? Um. I mean, I mean, are we, con- are we convinced Lawrence is back? Well, that's, <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the thing. Question. If you're going to move Micah Parsons to defensive end all the time, that's fine, but it won't be with these three. Yeah. I don't think this is the year to do it. I think you figure it out now, see what happens. But I, I'm saying what you said in your yeah. comment. As long as he's trying to, as long as they're scheming it to where he's yeah. getting to the quarterback, I don't care where he does it from. Just stay on the field. That's yeah, my yeah. thing. Isn't it wild to you guys that he did not play that senior year at Penn State? Barely played. Helped him. Helped yeah. the Cowboys. I think he's hungrier because of that. And, and I yeah, think... but, but the fact that he barely even played that position that they've put him in, and we typically talk about he how the game moves. They just moves, didn't need him at Penn right, State. But we talk spot. about how the game moves so fast for these rookies and how well he's responding. I mean, just think about how good he could be 
of course, if he stays healthy. That's the big thing and, in the league. And I still want to give Dan Quinn or whomever credit because his skill is so rare. I mean, he could have played linebacker, and they may not have even explored it. no way Mike Nolan and Jim Tomsula <laughs> right. would utilize him they, this year the way that Dan Quinn... They, they would watch it in practice and go, man, he's man, he really is quick. I think we, we all kind of laughed at it. Remember when he said it at training camp? We were all like, this kid said he can rest pat, and we are like, that's cute. Yeah. Well, I will say this uh, for anybody out there, because I know it is a big talking point. That's why I brought it up on Twitter about, oh, where should he be? Should he be a defensive end? I think it was pretty clear today, and he said this before, but he said it again today. Like he doesn't love the chip life of yeah. how you get chipped on, and when you're just playing defensive end all the time. Right. And he makes jokes about it. Said he'll give him back. Right, right. But he's like, yeah, I can't wait for Demarcus and Randy to get back. They can have those yeah. chips. They can have those. And so he, they, he wants to roam in space. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He's, and, he's hungry. And uh, and and you know he's going to face some stuff though. Uh, now that teams are seeing, oh my gosh, this guy. Uh, we got to do this and this and this. Uh, that, he'll see some of that. But when you just look at his numbers compared to other pass rushers in the league and rookies on the defensive side of the ball, it is very impressive. Yeah, it, it's crazy. All right, who's in? Who's in? Let me throw a name out. You guys know. I don't. Fans might not. Zeke. Is Zeke going to play Thursday? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. HP? Yeah. HP? Yeah. He's playing. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> 100% Z. He compared 100%. the knee thing to stubbing your toe. You know, I was so mad. Real quick. It's a 30 <laughs> second make you story. Feel when he's like, oh, I played through the injuries. And Amari's like, yeah, I pull myself out. <laughs> I, Zeke is so impressive to me because I, I'm telling you, his ankle got crunched. Oh, it was and, bad. And, he, and he's already fighting a knee. And there was no way. He was coming out of that game. And I, you, I watch all the games in the league. I've got that luxury now. You guys are busy on game day. And I see superstar player. Oh, they got a little chest. And they go back to the tent. The trainer comes over, disappears, gone. And then they do x-rays on Monday. Came out negative. Don't play through anything. Some of these stars in the league now, which is okay, I guess. It's not the way it used to be. He's always kind of put his body on the line, though, Absolutely. if you look at the way he's Zeke, gone after. Zeke wanted Britt as far away from him as he could get him, and he was very coy. He's standing there, and then all of a sudden he's back in the game. But he couldn't run. Yeah. I mean, he was just fighting. All right, Zeke's in. Uh, Tyron, Tyron's a slam dunk, right? I oh. mean, hard to say after last no. week. Yeah, no, no, I wouldn't no. say it's a slam dunk. No, we're not. I mean, we're, we're, he's driving to the rim, but I, I don't yeah. know if he's going to lay it up, <laughs> pass he, it off, or just hammer it home and break the backboard. But that's right. what they need. Or do you wait another week and put him up against the Saints? Well, I was at 75% going in the last game. I'm given at, this I'm at pass 95 rush, now. Given this pass rush and these these guys, they need to win this game. Yeah. They this is a yes. this is a right. must win okay. game. All of a sudden it is a huge You got to win this game. I think game. it's big for the for the rest for the final yeah. stretch of the season. Yes. Got to win this. Game. All right, uh, I'm going to do this. We'll be very brief and it's up to you guys. Does anybody want to agree with Michael Irvin and scream at Amari for not being vaccinated? No. Cuz he's not playing this weekend. That's two big games that he hurt his football team, no matter how you look at it. So, any comment? Do we want to do it? Do we not? If, if, if he was vaccinated and he, and he got COVID. If he was vaccinated, he wouldn't have been tested. So, he had no symptoms. Well, I mean, he would have played Kansas City. He would have played. And then, and then he would have, if he, had vac- if he had COVID. I mean, you're kind of missing that point, too, aren't we? I mean, like, I mean, he had, players he's over here playing football. And, he, you know, I mean, he would have been tested you know he would have missed this game, so he, he plays Kansas City. He misses this game, and then the next one he's going to miss too. If you if you test positive for COVID, you're going to miss two games probably. 
So, I mean, I, I think where it's really an issue is if – if you know you're just not you're not vaccinated, and then the practice squad receiver gets COVID, and you're over here with him, and and now you're on a different protocol than the other receivers because you're not vaccinated. That's where I think it's really going to hurt, and it's hurt some other. I think it hurt Devonte Adams, I believe, a few weeks ago. It's hurt other players like that too. I would just say I re- I respect a person's choice. But you also have to understand the consequences of your choice. That's so in, in other words, and I had asked this of Mike McCarthy during the Aaron Rodgers stuff, how seriously are you guys taking the COVID situation at this point in the year when you look at how close the NFC is and the division? Because it then be, then we're talking football. It's the competitive aspect of it. It's something that can hurt you. And so the only thing I would slap Amari on the wrist here for is knowing that you've chosen not to get vaccinated the importance of doing everything in your power to mitigate those risks, especially when we saw how much this thing was going around with the coaching staff Mm -hmm. and the players. And it wasn't like these guys were testing an asymptomatic. I mean, some of these guys were really struggling, right? right? They lost their sense of taste and smell, and it was really lingering around. That would have woke me up enough to know well, I don't want to give my team a competitive disadvantage. Well, it, and Jerry said it. Jerry's not happy. He couldn't have been more clear on the radio. Uh, he could have been more clear. That's Jerry. He was, he he was let, pretty clear. Eh. He was pretty clear. But Amari, like to dance around. But Amari, if he was clear, I can tell you, I, I transcribe a lot. If he was clear, the transcription would have been one tops two sentences. That answer was like 45. But well, I think what he was he saying is— He praised Amari as what, a person. Sure, there was some dancing around. What I think is what he was saying is he's an incredibly cerebral player. He's probably one of the smartest players next to like the Travis Fredericks, the Zach Martins on this team. But he said, leave your me at the door. This is a we thing. Sure. Agree with that. A- and that is but strong I, enough. But I, but I but think where the— to find that quote. It's I think where the players there. at least respect where he's coming from and probably very similar to Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is— these guys at least did, I think, very thoughtful research and came to that decision on their own. And I respect that thoughtful research. What you can't respect as a teammate, though, is putting your team at a disadvantage for not mitigating, yeah. knowing the consequences sure. and the limitations of not getting right. vaccinated. And it diminishes your teammates who did get vaccinated, even though they didn't want to. Yes, Yeah, ma'am. I mean, you also... And, and I don't know what the numbers are. I, I think we've all heard different things. It, it, from what I have been told several times, there, there's two guys that that haven't been vaccinated, at least two, and they both they've both had COVID. So I, I mean, now moving forward, I don't know if that issue is going to come. And I'm not saying guys won't get it again because it happened. It happened to Zerline the other day. I mean, it happened. But you know, you you'd like to think that it's not going to be. That situation of, of right. unvaccinated guys. Right. That's and people, what I heard. Real quick, people aren't going to care about this, and they should, but we also haven't talked to Amari. Like, he might have a, a reason. That might be a pretty good reason why he didn't want to get the vaccine. We have I talked to him. He just hasn't. He didn't answer it. Like, like, he doesn't answer that question, right? He doesn't talk about why, his reasons and stuff. Has he, hasn't he been asked that question? I'm no. sure he, Does hey, it serve hey. you to talk about your reasons, no, though? Because no. I don't feel like a lot of people... <laughs> No, care to hear you're right. The well, the, the reason why Jerry's unhappy is because the reasons aren't good enough if you care about your football team. Which is what okay? Michael Irvin said. Right. Um, all right. Let's get to CD Lamb. Where Where do you think things are with CD? Um, I think I think he's got a shot. I really do. I think. He's, I mean, he's he didn't practice. They, they they didn't list him as practicing today. Um, I think he did. He was able to do some stuff though. Yeah, I think when we were walking out there. I'm pretty sure I saw him yeah. walking back. And he wasn't there at the beginning of practice, but when we went out for interviews yeah. after, he looked like he was walking. Yeah, yeah. He's been in meetings. What's your hunch around the table, real quick? What's your hunch? CD? Yeah, I play. In? Yeah. 
My hunch is still no. No, Jane? I'm tending to lean that way. I just, there's other players that I've covered in the league this year who've had concussion. I think Taysom Hill was one of them. He was out for what, two weeks? They are so tricky. I hate when people take like certain injuries and they're like, this guy missed you this can't, can't, Concussions, really you cannot yeah, do that. So to me, it's yeah. that one's a tricky but he, one. But he, he, was, he was close to being able to go back in the game. He thought he should have been. He's been doing. That's a pretty doing, nasty one that he's been back at the table. Yeah, he's All been right. doing well. Real quick, we got to go. We got two minutes here. Um, just, just the mood of the team. On this Tuesday, you guys were around him. You did some interviews. You watched practice. Anything at all you can share uh, two days away from, I think, a huge football game. Michelle? Yeah, it's a huge football game. My big takeaway is just that I feel like they're pretty pumped that they get to play on Thursday and don't have to wait till Sunday. I think that, yeah. and then also the fact of getting Tyron Smith back, they're going to be healthier than they were against the Chiefs. And Frankly, I think Dak plays better at home, and and he's gonna be he's angry off the way he played. It was pretty clear mm-hmm. after the game he was pissed off. Uh, regardless of what question he was being answered, he was pretty pissed off. I expect he him to play very much. well. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I, I think that a lot of them said, "Hey, we, we just we need got to get back out there, get back on on the field um, as quick as you can, and get your mentals right, get all that stuff ready to go." But more than anything, get get back there. Mind over matter. That's the big thing for a, a short week. If you just Covering this team last year, these guys were so defeated, mentally soft. There was a lot of quit in them. I just don't see that from this team this year. I think they're. I think they on could defense. potentially. I think on both sides of the ball. <laughs> I, I think, don't remember much. I don't think that that the defense. I don't think that uh, the Chiefs game is going to be their last loss of the year. I think they could easily have one or two more. Uh, but I still think that this team is a very, very good football team that when they get back a lot of these players, they've established some depth, depth, not death, uh, established some depth. And I don't have reason to believe that they can't hang in there in the postseason. All right. They've got Vegas five and five, New Orleans five and five, Washington four and six, the Giants three and seven, Washington again four and six, Arizona nine and two, Philly five and six and coming. Win the Vegas game. And Freddie Kitchens, potentially an offensive coordinator I, for I uh, the Giants yeah, to turn things around. We should mention that. Tip of the cap to Jason Garrett lost his job today. The Giants have a lot of problems. I'm sure Garrett wasn't the biggest one. No. But uh, he, he was the fall guy. He got fired. Um, if they don't beat, if they beat Vegas, uh, my opinion, uh, they're going to eat up the schedule the rest of the way. If they lose to Vegas, I think a lot of stuff creeps in. A lot of stuff, including why? the Eagles. I, mean, I know we're about to go, but like, why? Why? Do, why would? Why does that? Why does one game matter to another? Be, because I think forty-three to three, nineteen to nine. Like they seven days later. I mean, I under, the games are different. It's, I mean, it's like Brady said last they don't, night. They don't carry it with them. It's like Brady said last night. They lost two games in a row, and if they'd have made it three against the Giants, he would have been really concerned, and they didn't. They ended two games in a row So whatever, when you're a contending NFL yeah. team. You don't want that. So whatever they did to stop the two games, they could have stopped it in the three. I mean, I just don't think it matters. Yeah, guys, stop getting hurt. Well, let, let's yeah, talk about does. that next week. All right. All right. Uh, thank here. you guys for letting me talk Cowboys with you again. Have a happy Thanksgiving. And remember, gulp is a big word this week. Got it. I'll be gulping the macaroni and cheese See? in the press box. The good gulp. The good gulp this week. Uh, rookie Chris Beam uh, on the other side of that there wall here in the SWBC studio. Thank you. Everybody Thank have you everybody have a happy Thanksgiving. Let's enjoy the Cowboys game uh, on Thursday. Read Mishota, read Eatman, watch Jane on the NFL Network. We'll discuss it next week. Bye. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!